Welcome to Mental Health in Minnesota, produced by NAMI Minnesota, the National Alliance on Mental Illness, a nonprofit organization dedicated to improving the lives of children and adults with mental illnesses and their families. Visit NAMI Minnesota online at namihelps.org. Hello and welcome to another episode. My name is Brian Jost with NAMI Minnesota. This episode comes from part two of a four-part wellness series hosted by NAMI Minnesota. There were two speakers at this event. Uh, in this episode 23, you will hear from Grant, the pharmacist, who will talk about how we can better manage our medications and understand how pharmacists can help us and how we can communicate better with pharmacists. Uh, in the next episode 24, you will hear from the second presenter from at this event, Arvind Nike, who will talk about mindfulness and meditation. Thanks for listening again to the podcast and enjoy this episode. All right. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Kat. I am the wellness coordinator and my coworker, Haley Smith, who is closing the door right now. She is another staff member that has kind of helped put together this wellness series. Um, this is our first time doing a wellness series. We're super excited today to have you guys here. We're focusing on self-care and mindfulness. We have two amazing health experts here today that are going to help kind of guide us in that direction. Um, but before we get started and I introduce our speaker, I'm gonna have another NAMI staff member just talk briefly about the affiliate here in this county. Hi, my name is Tom Burkus. I also work with NAMI Minnesota, especially with the Ramsey and Washington County efforts. The, uh, at the county level, they're called affiliates and they're always interested in more people who are interested in getting involved working on a variety of issues related to mental health. Um, I will have a sign-up sheet in the back so that when you leave, if you want more information about that, you can sign up for it and I can answer questions at that time. Just a couple other things so that you know it's there. We have, uh, NAMI Minnesota has a wide variety of publications, uh, most of them actually on the website that you can just print for free if you want. Or you can pay us a very minimal charge uh, I've got several different listings of publications. And a good example of one of them that goes with the uh, all-day training session we do is Hope for Recovery, Minnesota's Mental Health Resource Guide, a really nice um, less than one day, about six-hour session that takes you through a wide variety of issues related to mental health, mental illness, uh, and, and works whether you're someone living with mental illness or whether you're a family member of someone. We also do that in Spanish occasionally and have the booklet in Spanish as well. Finally, we're doing, uh, or the Ramsey County Affiliate rather, is doing a series of workshops over at uh, Woodland Hills Church in East St. Paul. This is the first one that's being offered, uh, the flyers in the back, and I can give you information on the next two. In March, it'll be actually by these folks uh, on QPR related to suicide prevention. Thank you very much. All right, who's heard of NAMI before? It looks like almost everyone. So I'm really glad to see that and welcome again. Um, Grant is a pharmacist that has graciously donated his time to have a conversation with you. So I'm gonna turn the floor over to him and let him talk a little bit about self-care. Awesome. Uh, do I need that mic or am I all mic'd up? Good to go? All right, awesome. Well, hello everyone. My name is Grant Shaft. I am a pharmacist uh, with a large retail chain. 
Uh, I'm not supposed to talk too much about that chain, but I think if you look around and you see some of those resources, you might have a good guess at where I work. Um, so let me kick it off and just give you a quick introduction. So I've been a pharmacist for three years. Uh, my primary job is to make sure that people are on the most effective, the safest, uh, the most convenient and the lowest cost medications. So I meet with people typically to make sure we go through all those medications to make sure everything is going well for everybody. I am just like a lot of people in this room and I take medications every day. I'm not unlike anyone else and I do forget to take medications. And so because I'm willing to admit it, I want somebody else, that, has anybody else ever forgot to take a medication? Absolutely, we have like almost the majority of the room saying that they have forgotten. I know I've forgotten antibiotics, I forget the one that I've taken uh, um, you know, on a daily basis, and so very common for us to do that. But I'm here to talk today about some strategies that we can use to maybe overcome some of those boundaries and uh, make sure that we're able to take our medication because it's very important to our self-care. I'm also a huge Timberwolves fan, so I have to put a little bit of Timberwolves love there. They're gonna beat up on the Lakers tonight. All right, so why does medications, why do they fit into self-care? Well, medications are really powerful tools that can help prevent illness or keep us healthy. And so making sure that we're taking care of ourselves is very important. And making sure that we make sure to take those medications at least about 80% of the time is gonna be quite important for us to make sure that we're staying healthy. Now, 80% is just the number that we use to say that we think that they'll be effective most of the time when we take that. Ideally, we wanna take them 100% of the time. Is that realistic? No, but I think we could shoot for a higher number definitely. So my biggest goal today is to help empower everyone to become an expert of managing your own medications helping manage someone else in your life's medications, or helping you navigate the healthcare system and understand and be an expert within the healthcare system yourself. So what is medication adherence? Has anybody ever heard of the term medication adherence? We got one person, cool. So it's, it's kind of, a, it's an important term when we start talking about what healthcare professionals look at. So there's this old idea, it's called compliance, and that's you do what the doctor tells you to do and you just make sure to take your medication every day. Now that's not really a good strategy. I don't think it's an awesome way to think about this. Instead, I'd like to think about it as a different way in this word of adherence, okay? And I'm gonna talk back to this uh, several times over. But adherence is making sure you're taking the right dose at the right time right person, right place, right everything for you. And so it's really that choice that you have to take that medication every day and making sure that we know why we're taking that medication every day. So it's a very important part of this. And pharmacists can be a major resource for you guys to use at any time to make sure that you know how to take your medications properly, along with your physicians, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. <clears throat> so where does this fit in with like mental illness, for example, or NAMI? Um, well, we wanted to talk about this. Um, I've looked up and I, I couldn't find necessarily a difference between um, those who are struggling with mental illness versus people who maybe are not. But I do find that about uh, some studies have shown that up to 50% of people aren't taking their medications properly. So that might be little things like, oh, well, I didn't take it at the right time of day. Okay, that's fine. But maybe it's I took too many, or I took too few, or I'm not taking it every day. And so those can be bigger problems over a long period of time. Uh, not taking your medications, as we know, can probably lead to a higher healthcare bill for you. You might have to go to the hospital more frequently. Those are bad things. We don't want that to happen. Um, and so making sure we're taking those consistently is gonna be an important part of this. 
Um, we do know that mental illness can sometimes affect our ability to want to take medications or how we can take medications. So some days we might say, gosh, you know, I'm feeling great. I don't, I don't feel like I need this medication. But it's important to understand that sometimes those medications are important for us to continue to stay healthy and stay happy and stay, stay on the level that we're looking to stay on. And then sometimes maybe it's, I'm not feeling very good today. I, I, don't, I don't feel like getting out of bed. I don't feel like taking my medications. That can be really hard. And so those are sometimes some barriers that we might experience when we're, we're dealing with that and taking our medications. So taking medications. So they're very powerful. They work really well if we take them and if we take them the right way. Um, not taking the medication, like we said, can lead to some of those negative health consequences. So we think about things like blood pressure, right? So blood pressure, if we don't take our blood pressure medication, we can put ourselves at a higher risk of having a heart attack or a stroke. And I know those are long-term things that we don't always think about, but they're important things to consider for our future. And we, uh, it's an important aspect too to understand that it does take time to find the right regimen for you. So whether it's a, a mental health regimen, whether it's a blood pressure regimen, sometimes you know, it's not like every medication is right for every person. And so it takes time for us to look at that, find the right thing, and make sure that we can continue on that one safely. And then always wanna make sure that we're talking to our pharmacist or physician before we start adding med new medications or stopping medications because we wanna make sure that we're doing this very safely and we're doing it to get the most effect out of the medications that we're taking. So what are some barriers to taking medication? Can anybody think of anything like why maybe we forgot? I know everybody raised their hand. Why do we forget to take our medication once or twice? Yeah. The medicine is nasty. That, that picture right there, that's exactly what I was thinking about, right? Spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down. What, uh, what else you guys got? Change in schedule. Change in schedule, yeah, right? So on the weekends, I might forget to take my medication because I wake up a little bit later, right? Maybe that's, that's going on, okay? Anything else we can think of? Yeah. Forget to renew the prescription. Forget to renew the prescription. That's a major problem, absolutely. I'm all out of pills. What do I do? Awesome. Well, you guys came up with some great ones. Um, sometimes, like we talked about maybe antibiotics, you know, I start to feel better. I don't finish the medication. It's still important we make sure we finish in that one. Um, just generally forgetting, right? You know, you wake up, you have a different schedule like we talked about, absolutely a, a, a thing that pops up for that. Um, sometimes people will say, I don't notice any difference when I'm taking the medication. So things like blood pressure, or cholesterol medicines, we don't feel different when we take them, but they're just as important as all of our other medications. And so uh, we'll get into maybe how do we know these medications are working a little bit later. Concerns with side effects, that's a big thing. Has anybody like read the list of side effects and been like, whoa, I don't wanna take that, right? I'm seeing a lot of nods, absolutely. I mean, you, you watch the advertisements on TV and that's enough to be like, whoa, I, I gotta think about what I'm taking here, absolutely. Um, medication might be too expensive. Difficulty getting to the pharmacy, uh, forgetting to refill your prescription. So we'll talk about strategies to overcome some of those, absolutely. So great job, guys, thanks for participating. Um, so there's really five things here that I, I want to try to hit on as we, as we move through this uh, presentation. And so uh, these are going to be all things that are going to help you become an expert on your medications and help you navigate the healthcare system just a little bit better and be that expert and be a self-advocate for yourself. Uh, that was a little redundant, excuse me. So uh, communicate with your healthcare professionals. That's a big part of this. We want to have a conversation. And I think it's okay for us to say, you know, I didn't, last week I didn't take my medication more than two days. 
that's okay. It's better than saying, yep, I took it every day and put your halo on and, and pretend like it's all good. We wanna make sure that everything's working well for everybody and we're doing fine. It's better to be honest and have that open communication with your physician because you can come up with new strategies or better medications that might not have to be taken as many times a day or easier or have less side effects maybe. Um, become an expert on your medications. So we'll talk about coming up with uh, um, a uh, personalized medication handout. And so uh, this is just a tool that you can use to become an expert. What am I taking my medications for? What dose do I take? What time of day should I take them? Why, why is this important to remember? Uh, getting organized and staying reminded, using things like pill boxes. So because you guys were all nice enough to come today, I brought some extra pill boxes. I'd love for you guys to take one on your way out. It's a great way to stay organized and we'll definitely touch on that as we keep moving through. Uh, keep that personalized medication record like I talked about uh, previously. And then choosing one pharmacy. That's going to be really important and just from a safety standpoint more than anything. So open communication like I talked about. It's important to be open. It's important to be vocal. It's important to be honest. So this applies whether you're taking care of yourself or you're taking care of a loved one, right? Sometimes our loved ones are not able always to speak up for what they're noticing or maybe they kind of fudge the truth and things like that. We can help them uh, navigate that and, and stay um, on track and make sure that we're taking the best care of that person. Uh, always include as much information as possible. So if you start to notice a medication, you take a medication, a couple days later you notice a side effect, for example. Well, it's important to note when you started feeling that side effect and what time of day that side effect was happening. If you can bring that in, we can narrow down more likely which medication is causing it and we can switch those ones to better, safer options for you. Uh, share your suggestions. If you say, ah, there is no way I'm gonna be able to take a twice a day medication or a three times a day medication or a four times a day medication, let's talk about taking a one time a day medication. Or maybe talking about combination medications that can be put together so that we only have to take one pill instead of two. So quick little easy things that we can do. Uh, Always talk to your, your physician or pharmacist for advice. We're here, we're open resources for you. Um, guess how much it costs to talk to a pharmacist about your medications? Zero, you got it, absolutely. A free resource, we have a doctorate degree, we're pretty smart, I hope, um, and we'd love to help navigate you guys to at least the right place at the right time uh, for what you're looking for. So, becoming an expert on your medications. If you notice this sheet that uh, we handed out, uh, it talks about some of the things that you, questions that you can ask or things that you can look to do to become an expert on your medications. So I think asking the right questions are really important. So most commonly when I'm a pharmacist and I'm sitting behind the counter and I go, we go up and we say, what questions do you have about your medications? Most people don't have questions because we don't know necessarily what to ask. And so this is a great way for you to take this to the pharmacy the next time you refill a prescription or you get a prescription and ask some of these questions. Hey, is it a brand medication? Is it a generic medication, right? That'll be important for cost. Um, where do I store it? It's important to understand that. Some of these medications can't be stored in extreme heats um, or can't have humidity that they're in. So sometimes storing them in the bathroom is not the best idea or storing them in the car is definitely not a great idea because we have such changes in temperature here in Minnesota. So it's important to, to consider some of those factors. Also, what time of day do I take it? How many do I take? Um, what happens if I miss a dose of the medication? It's important too to ask, 
will this interact with any of my other medications? And other medications don't necessarily mean what are my prescription medications, they also mean what over-the-counter medications I'm taking, what supplements I'm taking, what vitamins, what herbal products, those are all out there. They can potentially help you, but we don't want them to be harmful when they interact. And so asking those questions is gonna make you that much more empowered and be able to take care of your own healthcare because that's so important in now today's healthcare. Um, another important part of this is understanding what to expect or, or what do you do about the medication. So um, how do I tell if the medication's working? It's a great question to ask. When you get a blood pressure medication, like I talked about, you might not feel that medication, but it's important to know that uh, if we start to check our blood pressure maybe once a week, we're gonna notice a reduction in that blood pressure. And we can talk about what are the goals, what are where we're supposed to be at, and those are great things for you to have a conversation with your physician about and be that much more informed. Um, you know, routine tests is definitely one. And then what do I do if I miss a dose? So that's an important thing too, because like we talked about, everybody here has missed a dose before. So totally normal, but what do we do then next? And then lastly, how long do I need this medication? So some medications, like we talk about antibiotics, those might be a short-term thing. Longer, medic longer term medications, such as like antidepressants or uh, other medications like blood pressure, cholesterol medications, those might be medications we have to take for a much longer period. But understanding is there, you know, what should I expect for the duration of treatment for this is gonna be a great question for you to ask. So the personal medication record. So, uh, when you guys go to, if, if you ever have been to the emergency room or anything like that, and, they, and you maybe have to go to the hospital, unfortunately, um, most times the, the pharmacist, the physician in there, don't know what you're taking. Um, and so filling out one of these sheets is a great way to do that. Does anyone have a personal medication sheet that they keep on them? I know some people keep them in their wallet. You do? That's wonderful. Awesome. Um, you can definitely make them smaller than this. I, I kind of made them big so that they're easy to see and they're easy to navigate. Um, but you'll find it's important to fill in all these. So making sure that we hit all of our medications, include those over the counters. If you take Tylenol or Ibuprofen, those are important things that could interact with certain medications. Uh, herbal products, vitamins, uh, sometimes even things like calcium might interact with some of our thyroid medications, for example. Uh, what dose do I take? How frequently do I take it? The, the indication just means what is this medication for? So maybe I take it for high blood pressure, maybe I take it for diabetes. These are important things for us to address. And then any additional notes on there, those are great information to have. Feel free to use those to, to make sure that you're, you're on top of your medications, you know what to take, when to take, and then bring that with you to the physician's office, to the pharmacy, um, keep it in your wallet. Those are all great ways to make sure that we're staying healthy um, and making sure that there won't be any sort of uh, errors or, or omissions in anything. So uh, getting organized and being reminded. Now this is a, a big slide as far as things go, but they're great ways to stay reminded. So schedule on the wall for reminding to take medications. We also have ask your friends or family for help. Uh, ask others around you who could help you the phone alarm so you know the tech savvy people of the world we can definitely uh, um, consider using uh, a phone or um, mobile apps that we have um, like I said you might guess where I'm from but uh, there is an app with the company that I work with that uh, does a great job of reminding you every morning and you can put in all your medications I use a pill box too. So we're on the same page, I love it. Um, everyone in here has the opportunity now to use a pill box if you guys would like, um, and I'll definitely hand those out. Um, that's a great one to use, thank you.
Um, some other things that we can do for, uh, we talked about reminders being an issue. Uh, we talked about remembering to like refill your medication. So there's a couple things related to that. So uh, first of all, you could always talk to your pharmacist or physician to see if a 90 day supply would be right for you. So maybe sometimes having more at home would be good for you. Um, but sometimes with, with other medications, maybe a 90 day supply wouldn't be right for everybody. But sometimes that's an option. Another thing as well is automatic refill programs. So certain pharmacies will have the ability to refill those prescriptions. They'll send you a text or they'll give you a call or they'll let you know that the, the prescription is ready some way or another. Uh, and that's another awesome way for us to keep on top of making sure that we're refilling our medication on time. I think we kind of hit everything else. You guys did an awesome job, I appreciate that. Makes my job easier, so awesome. So choosing one pharmacy. Uh, why do you guys think choosing one pharmacy is important? So you have a person to go through every time. Absolutely, I think that's an awesome, uh, awesome reason. Yeah, you have one person. Yeah, I think that it, it's important for us to find somebody that we trust and somebody that's gonna make sure that they're gonna take the best care of us. So for example, whether it's Greg or Grant or uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think, Gerald, maybe another G name, uh, who could take care of you, you wanna make sure that you choose that pharmacist the same way you choose a physician. If you're going to that physician and you're noticing that you're not having a good relationship and things aren't going the right way, you're not getting to the goals that you're looking to as far as your health goes, you probably wanna find a new physician. It's probably the same way with a pharmacy and we wanna make sure that we have all those people around us that can support us and make us healthier. Um, also, it's gonna help avoid some, some safety concerns uh, that would come up. So duplicate therapies, drug interactions, those are major things that pop up. The word drug interactions is just a scary term for me. I, I don't like hearing it. Um, it does pop up, but it's important that we make sure that we're aware of all the medications that are, are currently being taken by a person. Starting to wrap this thing up, um, it's, it's important to understand that you're not alone. I mean, everybody in this whole room raised their hand, including myself, who's the pharmacist, who's supposed to do my job and take my medications. I forget my medication too. So it's totally normal to forget your medications, but it's important to understand and empower yourself with, what do I do when I do miss a medication? What can I do to fix that? Or um, how can I remember it better next time? Uh, if a medication, you're not taking it properly, or you're not taking it at the right time, you're not gonna get the full benefit. So it's important that we're getting the full benefit. Heck, if you have to go and pay for it, you wanna get the benefit for it, right? Um, so, so using those tips and tools like we talked about, that'll be really important. And then always asking your physician or pharmacist for help, keeping that open communication. That's gonna be really key moving forward for everyone. So, in general, you know, what did we learn today? We talked about this, making sure that we use some of the tools to stay reminded, stay empowered, um, make sure to speak up for yourself and, and have that open communication. Use that sheet as a guide. You can bring that into the physician's office. You could bring that into the pharmacy to have a conversation. Those are great ways to, to utilize that resource and make sure that you're staying on top of it. I even left a section on the bottom for you guys to fill out how maybe you could help manage your medications better or help someone, a loved one, manage their medications better. Um, maintaining that written record is gonna be a big part of that. Considering using the, the pill box that we're handing out, that'll be an awesome tool for you. I have a question. Yeah. All right, so the question is, uh, sometimes you'll come to the pharmacy and you might get a different manufacturer of the same medication, should we be concerned? Um, has that happened to anybody else? Maybe, okay, a couple people, okay. Yeah, very common for those things to pop up. So. As far as the dose that you should be receiving from that prescription, it should be equal 
and you should be getting the same dose of that medication, so it shouldn't really be a concern. However, I do want to empower you with the ability to say to go up to your pharmacist and say, I prefer to get whatever one brand or the same brand that I get. That's absolutely something within your rights to do and something that I believe that you guys should do if you, if you feel more comfortable with getting the same brand. So there are select medications that are important that we receive perhaps the same brand every single time. Uh, certain ones that have maybe a little bit more narrow of a, um, a window that we can use. Um, certain ones like thyroid medications, those are important, we get the same brand every time. Uh, another one that I can think of offhand would be uh, like uh, birth controls or oral contraceptives. Those are other medications that we oftentimes wanna make sure we get the same one. Um, for things like blood pressure medications, it probably won't make too much of a difference, but if it's concerning the changing of the colors and things like that, definitely voice your opinion and, and uh, most times pharmacies will work to accommodate that and make sure we order in the same brand for you every time. Great question. Yeah, got two questions over here. So the question is for over-the-counter medications, do we prefer brand name or generic medications? So there should be no difference between the brand name and the generic name as far as how efficacious that, or how, how it will work for you, if it'll be effective for you. Um, so as far as what my recommendation is, I usually go for the cheapest. I like to go on the generic side just to make sure that, that it works. If you find that you, know, you get a, a better effect from brand name Tylenol versus generic uh, acetaminophen, absolutely fine for you to, to go for the brand name. Um, but as far as efficacy or uh, its ability to work for you, I think it's gonna be equal. Great question. You guys are awesome, this is great. So the question is uh, regarding like gene therapy and sometimes they'll take and they'll do like a mouth swab to check if certain medications will be better for you or um, you might have more side effects with them. Uh, what is kind of my opinion on that? I think it's a very valuable tool for us to use. I don't think that everybody probably needs to get that, or that, that test done, uh, but if you start noticing that certain medications are causing more side effects or we're, we're having issues with ones that used to be working but aren't working, um, there are times when those genetic tests work. So if it fits within your budget and it's something that you wanna do, I think it's a great way to utilize that. I would probably recommend you try to do a more, um, well-known test um, than you know, some of the ones like the 23andMe, for example. That one only tests for a couple genes and primarily one of them is uh, for like caffeine. It'll affect like caffeine or cigarette smoking is kind of one of the, the things that you'll notice from that. Um, but the other uh, test that there is, so there's a, a company called One Ohm, and that company does genetic testing that they do with your physician's office so that your physician gets a full report of this and is able to, to go through that. So um, kind of to sum it up, if you're having issues with medications, you're noticing more side effects or concerning things or you're not getting the effect that you'd want to get from a certain medication, I think it's a good thing to bring up with your provider and talk to them about what the cost might be for that. Yeah, great question. Any other questions? Yeah. So what does it look like when you want to go talk to a pharmacist? Do we have to call ahead? Do we have to schedule an appointment? What do we do? So all pharmacies are going to be a little bit different. Uh, I can give you a, a couple pieces of advice to make things a little smoother for you for sure. Um, 
first of all, you do not need to usually make an appointment to talk about a couple little things. Um, so if you're gonna come in, you're gonna ask about one medication or something like that, I don't think that'll be too much to, to ask or pop up and say, hey, what's going on? Or I'm thinking about using this over-the-counter product. Can you help me with this? I think you should always have that conversation, always be able to go in and talk to the pharmacist. And when we talk about choosing a pharmacy that's right for you and choosing the right pharmacist, the right pharmacist will make time for you, and I believe that you should find that pharmacist. Um, as far as something maybe more comprehensive to look at all your medications, you can talk to the health system that you're in to see if they have a pharmacist that's willing to go through and talk to you about that. You could talk to uh, your local pharmacist at a, a retail setting, and sometimes that's scheduling an appointment, calling ahead and making that work. Those are oftentimes uh, the best ways to go about it. The last thing that I'll say is, Usually the best times of the day to, to talk to that pharmacist would be probably more towards the end of the day. We want to avoid usually the, the rushes during like dinner time tends to be a big one because people are getting off work, they're coming in then. I think you're going to get a more fruitful interaction if you do it on like a weekend or you do it during the day or, or towards the evening time. I think you'll find that you'll have a, a much uh, more robust conversation with, with the pharmacist. So the, the question comes in the sense of, um, it sounds like your, your mother, um, as she got older, uh, she had some concerns with medications being a little bit more dangerous, potentially, in older adults, and uh, concerns about whether physicians or pharmacists would be the best person to go to, and, and kind of who has the training to, to talk about that. So uh, there's a, a couple things to talk about. So if you really want to dive deep in this, there is a list out there of those medications, and a, a group of people came up with it. It's called the Beers Criteria. Um, it's a great list to look at to talk about medications that might be inappropriate in older adults. Um, as far as the training goes, I think that you should always be able to go to your physician and have that conversation. Um, now, note that a, a physician doesn't always get the same amount of uh, uh, time in the classroom necessarily with learning about medications because they're learning about so many other aspects and they have to do such a broad job and be a master of all trades. Uh, pharmacists, we're lucky enough that we sit in the classroom and we look at medications all day long. And so um, if you're looking for a resource to, to go to to talk about some of those maybe unsafe medications, I think that talking to your physician should be a great starting point. But if you're having issues there or you're not getting the answers you're looking for, I believe you can always go to a pharmacist and they should be able to answer those questions for you. So um, in summary, pharmacists do have the most training out of any healthcare professional on the medications. And so likely if it's a medication related question, the pharmacist will be one of your best resources to go to. Good question. All right. Well are you comfortable staying to the end? So I'm going to stay till the end, and I'll, I'll hang out here for a little while. If you guys have individual questions or anything else that I could help you guys with or answer, I would love to answer those. And I appreciate you guys letting me come in and talk. And this is a picture of my cat. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kay King. I'm a community educator for eight years for NAMI, Minnesota. I'm a family member who was born to a mother who lived with mental illness, and my only sibling lives with bipolar disorder. I hope you can join us for Get to Know NAMI. It's a session where we talk about education, support, and advocacy at NAMI, Minnesota. At the session, you'll have a chance to learn about classes and programs that we provide. You'll have a chance to hear about our support groups and our helpline. You'll also have a chance to hear a little bit about the legislative policy, first-person language, and other advocacy programs that we offer. We have daytime and evening sessions available, one hour in length. 
please go to our NAMI Minnesota website, namihelps.org, to see locations, times, and dates of our programs. Hope you'll join us. NAMI Minnesota champions justice, dignity, and respect for all people affected by mental illnesses. Through education, support, and advocacy, we strive to eliminate the pervasive stigma of mental illnesses, affect positive changes in the mental health system, and increase the public and professional understanding of mental illnesses. NAMI Minnesota vigorously promotes the development of community mental health programs and services, improved access to services, and increased opportunities for recovery. Call us at 651-645-2948 or email namihelps at namimn.org. NAMI Minnesota's website is namihelps.org. Outside of Minnesota, visit nami.org to find your state NAMI organization.